three-man rush. They set up a little screen. This could go for six. Radley Hiles, touchdown, Oklahoma. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Schooner Pod. We are talking the South Dakota game and UCLA coming up. Uh, with me today, Ty Lee. Ty, um, how was your FCS weekend? Uh, <laughs> I enjoyed the OU game. Uh, I did not do great on uh, picking most of the games, but I did tell everyone how the Army-Michigan game was going to go down, so I'm going to hang my hat on that one. And I really enjoyed the last you know, few minutes of that not FCS Texas uh, LSU game that was that was a really good ending so yeah no that that Army Michigan game uh, we, we had a little group of people watching it and it was I have never seen that many people freak out that much over just a random non-conference um, it, it was kind of fun because it's like oh we're not the ones you know almost blowing it to a service academy this time it felt like, see, you know, this is how it feels. We were in the right the entire time last year. Yeah, Army is the Army is the real deal, and you really gotta be offensively very, very good to um, not have them do what they did to us, and then to to Michigan. Michigan, the issue was their offense a little bit, and then our issue was obviously the defense. But yeah, yeah Army's the real deal. I honestly do feel kind of bad for them because their schedule's so good. Because honestly, if they didn't have to play Michigan, I could see them making a, a New Year's Six bowl. I don't know. I think I think the Michigan game and the OU game last year is what adds legitimacy. I think that you know, like UCF, for example, had they taken a playoff team to triple overtime um, in any one of their years, they would have gotten a lot more respect with that one loss uh, down the line than, you know, going undefeated with more of a cupcake schedule. Yeah, and I'm not saying they should they would be playoff contenders by any means. but No, no. Yeah, it just would be fun to see them, you know, be in one of those big bowls or make it interesting rather than just UCF for the 10th time or another Boise. Team, yeah, I, I, I think know. Army could match up well the way some of these teams are looking. I don't know, maybe we'll get a... Uh, a Michigan Army rematch in the bowl. Who knows? Yeah, no, it'd be it'd be it'd be cool. It'd be cool to see them out there. And I, I would say the Peach or the Fiesta Bowl, but those are the two playoff bowls this year, which is kind of weird. So it's like they gave the two scrubby bowls and, uh, <laughs> maybe, the, the main yeah. shine for a year. Maybe we'll get a uh, Army and the the Rose Bowl. I don't think that's possible, but be I can uh, I can already hear Ford's turn-of-the-century jokes now if we had Army playing in the Rose Bowl. <laughs> Fun fact, they actually played a Rose Bowl in, uh, I think it was in North Carolina uh, after World War II. Or hmm. in the middle of the World, World War II after Pearl Harbor. They were afraid of having that uh, big of a big, large scale of an event on the West Coast. So That's interesting. I can see that. Yeah. But yeah, let's, let's but, jump into... Uh, this South Dakota game for a little bit. Yes, because we are and, not, we are not an Army pod. We are indeed an Oklahoma football podcast. We're not. We are 
we're not a, uh, a service academy pod, and if we were, we'd be affiliated with Boat School. Go Boat School. Yes, we, 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 are, we are not a Boat School pod. We are not a Boot School pod. Uh, anyways, we're getting into OU football because uh, technically an Oklahoma football game was played on Saturday. Um, and it was, it, was, it was, I gotta say, it was good. A lot of people have some complaints about the O-line, gave up a lot of penalty yardage. But in general, you know, they followed my three keys to the game of, you know, don't get injured, stay hydrated, and have fun. I think they accomplished all of those things. Uh, Sooners win 70-14. to 14. Um, Honestly, I, I look at the, looking at this game, I think this is a pretty quick shut, you know, open and shut type of thing. They did, their, they did what they needed to do against a bad team. And, you know, like, that, that's that's pretty much it. There's not there's not too much to analyze. Hertz was good again, but again against nothing. Um, you know, all all the quarterbacks look great for OU. Um, but in general, yeah, no, it's that's just kind of that's just how these sort of games go. OU didn't let them in at all. You know, they had never had a shot. Blew them off the field. South Dakota showed up, got a paycheck, had fun. They sit their band out there, which was like, hey, good for y'all, but. Um, in general, yeah, no, everyone won. They got their paycheck. We got our win, and it's time to move on to some more real football. Anything you gotta have have to say about this before we dive into a little bit of the stats, game ball? Um, again, South Dakota, but we saw the turnovers uh, we were looking for, so that is uh, that's good to see. Um, especially because some of those turnovers were a lot more. Um, replicatable i don't is that even a word uh but the interceptions i don't think we're gonna be able to rely on those as much uh buki got a great you pick six obviously but when we start to play better quarterbacks that's going to be less reliable but uh the fumble that buki recovered that uh was created by gallimore is going to be that was just good line play right there and good tackling and good knocking the ball out and it's good to see that because even playing a south dakota level team we didn't really see that last year so definitely i'm excited uh hopefully for that turnover margin to increase in ou's favor throughout the season definitely because like like we've mentioned that turnover margin and you know turn the ball over getting meaningful stops that's going to be lifeblood to this defense as we go down the line um, and I agree. Yeah. It, it, it was very impressive to see that. So let's just kind of dive into game balls. Uh, we're not going to yeah. pour over the stats. A lot of guys played, so it's hard to really find a lot of standouts. But for me on defense, um, my standout, I, I know attack need, but I'm going to give it to Buki. Uh, the guy's had a real tough go at it since being at OU. And I, yeah, I know it was against a bunch of South Dakotans that play in a dome called the Dakota Dome with about 10,000 people there every every week. But he went out there, played his tail off, got that pick six. That has to feel like a mountain off of his chest. Just a massive, just it has to be such a huge weight off his chest. Um, and hopefully he can translate this and, you know, get his, you know, get his attitude back and start playing well. Uh, pick six, fumble recovery. I, he, he got the flashy stats, and in a game like this that is so mucked up by how many players played, it, you, I, I'm going to go with the flash here. Go with Buki. So congrats on the game ball. Hopefully you get more of them. Probably not. We'll see. I don't know. Yeah. Um, so my, my defensive game ball 
is going to go to Neville Gallimore. Uh, like I just talked about a second ago, he created that fumble, and he was just a really solid play uh, when he played. Uh, he had, you know, only one tackle for loss, and uh, only two solo tackles, and I think three other tackles he was involved in. But his his play was just really solid, and I'm gonna give him the game ball just to kind of spread out who we're giving it to. Definitely. Definitely. Uh, I, I, I'll just go with the offensive game ball as well, just to jump in. You know, yeah. rotation, that's always good. Yeah. So uh, this, one, this one was tough for me, but uh, I'm going to give it to Jaden Hazelwood just because I feel like he played a little bit more of the legitimate, or like earlier minutes when it was deemed a competition, I guess. Um, but the guy really went off 70, 78 yards in his first touchdown. Um how to, I mean, he it, it, it was he was very good, and he looks like he's going to be the standout uh, of this, you know, kind of young wide receiver trio. Obviously, uh, C.D. Lamb had a fantastic game, 144 mm-hmm. yards and a touchdown as well. But it, but I think the theme of this game is youth, and I think that Hazelwood looked good. And yeah, I, I I'm just gonna give it to Hazelwood. I, I really like I really really like the way he looks after catching the ball. It, it's it's pretty impressive. Yeah, I I agree with the the theme of the game is a little peek into the future, um, which is neat. Uh, my game ball goes to what I see as a peek into the future, but the much more near term future. And my offensive game ball is going to go to Trey Sermon. He had the most carries. Out of all of our rushers, he had uh, two more than every other running back and just one more than than Hurts. Um, He only got 56 yards. He was averaging 6.2 in a touchdown with a long of 30. But he's just kind of shown last week and this week more and more that he's going to be our our go-to guy and a real utility uh, rusher out there that we can just kind of use in a lot of different situations. Also, I think he is our biggest running back in uh, in height and weight, which, you know, if you think back to, um, you know, I'm blanking on his name, uh, Joe Mixon. Yeah. He, that's a, with the, the offenses in football now, that's starting to become more of an asset to have a, a running back that is six foot or taller uh, because you can start to really create some interesting plays there, especially with, with Lincoln. So um, yeah, Trey Sermon is going to be my offensive game ball just because I'm excited to, yeah, he's six one. So he's our tallest. That's, that's actually pretty tall for a, a running back. So yep. He's going to be my offensive game ball. Went off on a little tangent there, but yeah, definitely. Definitely. So I, I mean, Sermon's incredible, and the running game, like, you know, was very impressive. Uh, obviously, Sermon and Brooks looked great as usual, and Ramondre Stevenson had, I mean, dude had another really, really good, um, really good performance in garbage time. The guy goes in and just tears up defenses when, mm-hmm. when the game's out of hand. He always goes off for a big run. Uh, last last week he provided the bra- the absolute backbreaker to old Boaten Blake's uh, <laughs> uh, cover, which was which was great. I very much enjoyed that. Um, so 
Um, anyway, so Stevenson, great, great performance. Uh, but honestly, he had he had the run of seventy five, and that that just wasn't good enough to give for me to give him offensive MVP. But when when we're talking about the youth thing, I think one of the more impressive parts, and obviously Mordecai played, but we're going to see a lot of him in backup duty. But mm. Spencer Rattler got got to play, and he looked pretty good in his drive. Yep, no incompletions. So uh, and a touchdown. Yeah, he was. Uh, I mean, he was four for four. I I will say shout out to my guy Jack. Uh, Jack counts for giving me the opportunity to masquerade as a Big J journalist. Uh, because yet again, my press pass was lost in the mail. But he was kind enough to let me on the field and uh, got to be me, me and the me and the uh, first lady of the pod got to be on the field and uh, it was good stuff. Got to, got to see that touchdown up close. So that, that sounded very humble braggy. I was just saying it looked impressive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you don't need to go name dropping and location dropping and all, but okay. Yeah, it was pretty bad. It, like, that, was, <laughs> that, that was tough. I will I will be better. But, um, you know, Rattler was incredible. Four for four, 50 yards, a touchdown. <laughs> Absolutely. The, the, the way he he threw crisp, he ran well. <laughs> I'm just trying to move away from them. <laughs> just the commenters in the stands that weren't on the sideline in the box, just you didn't see the game the way that Bobby did. Okay. It, so it, just... Listen to your superiors and just understand that he sees it differently from the sidelines. The game is much more enjoyable when you can look at the pores around you and watch their <laughs> anguish as they realize that they are not touching the grass. <laughs> Feels so good. They are three feet away but separated by <laughs> not only a brick wall but also a glass wall. Yeah, exactly. They that it was it was it, it was it was very enjoyable to watch their faces. But no, real talk. I'm not like that. Uh, <laughs> anyways, so great game for OU, honestly. Uh, but I think uh, let's just let's scoot on. I think um, from South Dakota. Yeah. And uh, so a- uh, just final shot on South Dakota. Um, the not game ball of the day whatever the opposite of a game ball is (laughs) has got to go to bobby i'm sure you're gonna catch on in a second but south dakota linebacker brady booker who prior to the game tried to slide into some ou palm dms (laughs) and just not only got totally rejected and and put up on old road to be mocked but he also didn't even play in the game Oh. Which, if if uh, Sooner fans you're not aware, when the game turned to garbage time, OU was not only rotating out anyone and everyone, so was South Dakota. Oh. And Old Brady still didn't make the field. Ooh, so, it's, uh, yeah, some hard L's for, uh, for poor Brady there. Old Brady um, was also, his, his Instagram bio says Juco made, which... I, reading into the context there, I'm I'm assuming that South Dakota is in fact not a JUCO, which is news to me. But anyways, we beat them. <laughs> let's uh let's move on. This guy's dealt with enough. Yeah, R.I.P. Brady. Sorry for getting dragged on a uh, mediocre <laughs> OU football podcast. Okay, well, it just <laughs> listeners for your situational awareness, have you not? If you uh, haven't seen this, he he hits the DMs with. How can I get Ya to wear a Yote cheer uniform for our game? TM question mark question mark winky face. So, 
like it's not really like he put that much effort into it. I hope. So. Is, is the concept of vowel like using vowels correctly not like a thing in South Dakota? Is that more well, of a North Dakota thing? Neither is playing in the game if you're old Brady. But. Jeez, poor Brady, man. That, that's. <laughs> He, he, Tough he did, look for my guy. He, he ooh, the toughest of looks for my guy. So, ooh, gotta walk that one off, Brady. Um, <laughs> take, a, <laughs> take a lap. <laughs> take a lap. Take a lap. That's that is our. That that's we're, we're calling that. A, let's call that a new segment. The uh, take a walk. Take, take a lap. Take, take a, a lap, lap of, of the week. week. Yeah, the lap. Of we'll the do week. it of the week because there's the going to be probably more off the field stuff that makes that segment. Oh yeah, no. All Brady, right, Brady takes a lap. Take a lap. Exciting Brady. new segment. Take a lap of the week. So yes. <laughs> let's look ahead to UCLA. Uh, equally as bad, honestly. Just when you thought, you know, look, this, the Cincinnati game, it was a sloppy mess, and, you know, Cincinnati made a bowl game at least. But, jeez, what in the world is wrong with UCLA? Oh, I, I'm sorry, I stand corrected. We're actually playing UCLLA. <laughs> they they, they would... accumulate the L's as the season <laughs> goes on. Yeah, they've already got to... Which ESPN says they have a twenty point three chance or twenty point three percent chance of winning the game, which is absurd. But at, at the beginning of the at the season, uh, this is how you know F, FPI is absolutely BS. They actually ha- said that UCLA ha- was like our toughest game on the schedule and had our highest chance of losing. Which is, I, I you know what? Understand how those computers work at all? You know what? I'm all for it because didn't somebody say earlier that Bovada had an uh, negative seven line for this game for OU. Uh, someone said that there was a line out there that was uh, UCLA minus fourteen. UCLA minus fourteen was no, the line. UCLA plus UCLA plus fourteen. Sorry. Ooh, I still I still take, take it, it, that line. It's up to twenty two and a half on on Bavada, uh, our favorite um, service. No ads, no free ads. We'll bleep that out. No free ads, <laughs> but um. Except for the free ad I gave AT and T last week, so that one's a, that was an, <laughs> this was an is exception. True. Uh, anyways, UCLA UCLA is very bad. Uh, if you didn't see it, they lost to lowly San Diego State last last week in the Rose Bowl in front of what appeared to be um, a Heritage Hall crowd. So there's <laughs> that. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, Sooners traveling back to the Rose Bowl and. Um, I don't know. I, look, I know there's a feeling to kind of be like, "Hey, let's you know, let's see what happens," because this could be a trap game. Because you know, oh, I don't know. UCLA is actually that bad. Dorian Thompson Robinson, that quarterback of theirs, has been atrocious this season, um, and it just seems like everyone's done, including Chip, Ke- Chip Kelly. So, it well. Honestly, look, OU's run into a lot of these where it's like, oh, this is the game that turns the season around. But I just don't think UCLA even has it in them at, at, at all. I, don't, I think they're done. I think they're deceased. The, the body is cold. Nobody cares except for yeah. us. Yeah, it's ooh, you hate to see it because they, they do have a bit of a tradition. And their uniforms are awesome. They're really cool looking uh, uniforms. So you really hate to see it. <laughs> <laughs> I, guess, but, I mean, I guess. <laughs> yeah, ESPN's got the line at 22.5, or the, the spread at 22.5 in OU's favor, obviously. Um, I don't I don't expect to see much out of 
the Bruins. They're allowing almost 400 yards a game. And I don't know who they've played before, but they have not played. Let's see, against... Uh, Cincinnati and South... Or San Cincy Diego. and South Dakota. Or, yeah, Cincy San Diego. San Diego I'm hung up on the South Dakota. Yeah, so... <laughs> the Yotes. They, they're letting 400 yards against those two teams. I think that it's going to be another uh, blowout win for... Oh, my goodness. And they're only averaging 230-something yards per game. Whew. Jeez, that's yeah. No, th- this is gonna be. That's really cool, though. In in my opinion, because normally you see a lot of those cool highlight reel clips that get replayed throughout the year, and it's against like a garbage team. So the highlight reel clips are gonna look really cool uh, when it's us, like just doing whatever we want against UCLA. It's it looks better on the highlight reels when like the clips are replayed at Walmart like five years later when you forget the UCLA was trash. Definitely. So I'm excited about that. And look, the atmosphere is good. I think the atmosphere is going to be cool. If you're going to beat up on a bad team, there's go to no LA. Be- yeah, there's no better venue than the Rose Bowl. Yeah, waste your time in in California, as I, they say. Yeah, Rose Bowl, 5 p.m. kickoff LA time. So you got that nice, like the classic uh, Rose Bowl game type of um, you know sunset going on. That's going to be there. Honestly, it's probably going to be an OU home game more than anything. Oh yeah, because you know, you know, like all the LA transplants will be out there. You know, people, OU always travels well, so it's gonna be it's gonna be a very crimson crowd, and it'll be. I think it'll be nice to kind of wash the taste out of. It'll, it'll be nice to wash the taste out of your mouth after what happened last time we played in Pasadena, which I will not mention. Um, I don't. I, 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 it'll be nice to just forget about that 2006 Maurice Jones-Drew game where we lost to LSU. It was very tough. I, I try to forget about it. Thankfully, <laughs> we, we haven't played in the Rose Bowl since. Um, so. I, I don't know. As didn't we play? Fan, uh, didn't we play Georgia in the Rose? No, 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 no. I, I don't. I don't really know what you're talking about there. I, I don't. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> you I, have me totally confused. I wasn't. Yeah, no. That was that was the uh, season Baker won the Big Twelve championship, and then you know when it, they just call it, they called it a season, and you know I I don't know what happened to the playoff, but they just decided not to do it. Uh, they just went straight to uh, Alabama, Georgia, and that's that's that. So. Uh, anyways, it'll be nice to erase the memories of 2006 out of out of my mind, personally. Or 2005 out of my mind. So, I don't know about other OU fans, but that'll be good. Yeah. Because <laughs> nothing definitely happened in 2017. Or, yeah, nothing happened in 2017 that would make me want to forget anything. So, that'll be good. But yeah, I, I just, uh, like you said... Uh, Listeners, if you're not aware, Bobby is going to the game, so expect a good report from him on the L.A. lifestyle and and football scene. After my little antics earlier, I didn't want to say anything, but I will be in Los Angeles (laughs) uh, for that one. Yeah, yeah. I I gotta It looks different, okay, when you just fly out to L.A. for the game. Yeah, I... If it helps, I'm I'm flying Spirit Airlines, so I'm packing all of my stuff into a laptop bag for the weekend. So, trust me, I, I will be living as humbly as I can in Los Angeles. <laughs> okay, this is good. This is getting into rough territory here for yeah. me. Anyways, um, Bobby out there humbly living with his 
Ivy League friends in L.A. and partying it up hey, for man. the weekend it's, before he jets back to his job. Dude, Keys went to Virginia. It's not an Ivy League. That's is. Did he tell you that? <laughs> I, I I don't know. I, I I don't know how that how those Easterners work. Yeah. No. People uh, people from Virginia seem to think that it is. <laughs> I don't know. Why, people but... from the University of Virginia. <laughs> I don't they know think they're. Why. I'm sorry. I mean, it's I, a good school, but yeah, it's a great school. I'm sorry. I just saw, I just looked up at my screen. Monday Night Football's playing, and the commercial had uh, uh, Keegan Michael Key sitting in front of a tub of what of Trulies with a caption that's eating good in the neighborhood up there, and <laughs> I do not know what's going on, but it, 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 <laughs> I could not laugh at that. Anyways, so yeah, L.A. <laughs> so. <laughs> Listeners, uh, we I don't know if we provided anything of substance in terms of any sort of analysis of UCLA. <laughs> Time for a quick break from one of our sponsors. Hey everyone, before we get started, I just want to talk about our sponsor, Anchor. Anchor simply is the perfect place to go if you're trying to start a podcast. First off, free, that's great. But there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Super easy to use, super intuitive. Uh, and then once you have that edited, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and so many more places uh, where you listen to podcasts. And when they're distributed, you can start making money from your podcast right away. No minimum listen- listenership. Start getting that Anchor money. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one spot. So what are you waiting for? Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm right now to get started. Now, the Schooner Pod. Much like UCLA's offense and defense and everything about them, there is also not much substance to cover. So we have not, but they're like like you've mentioned, we've kind of talked about it, in, you know, off pod. Um, they do have some shining points. Uh, you, you really like their running back. Yeah, so they it's it's UCLA, so they have athletes. They recruit well uh, because it's UCLA. So they they have talent that on some levels is you know near parity with with what OU is going to be showing. So they got a running back named Felton that averages like three yards per carry. Um, I personally I like to think that he's very much like the best player that the Oklahoma Thunder has ever had, Raymond Felton, um, and just puts up, you know, kind of mediocre stats and then hopefully tries to fight someone at least once a game. So that's really what I like to see. He's also their their leading receiver uh, with nine receptions, 127 yards, and one touchdown. I was almost going to say no interceptions, but that's not really a thing as a receiver. True. But True. it's not untrue. That he does, in fact, have no interceptions. I mean, he, yep, it, it's you can't prove us false that he has not thrown an interception because he has, he indeed has not. Um, but yeah, no, I, I don't know. I, I like that running back a lot. And one of the biggest things I noticed when I was watching him play Cincinnati is the fact they just needed to run the guy. Um, and you know, when when they run him, they're pretty good and. Well, the UCLA team is not good, but their running back is, and Chip Kelly just decides not to really use any use him much, and that's that's bad for them. Pretty good for us. Yeah, I, I don't know what he's doing over there, really, but yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't. Nobody really knows what's up in Chip's, actually, Chip's so, little head up there. I, actually, I, 
hang on. <laughs> I just clicked on this, and then here's just a whole other wrinkle of not only the quality <laughs> of this podcast, but uh, Demetric Felton, this, uh, I don't know if this speaks to UCLA, I don't know if this is a typo or what, but this this running back that we've just hyped up is in fact a wide receiver. <laughs> why he is their leading rusher and why he has 33 carries, I'm not sure. Um, but I, yeah, because Ch- I mean he's he's five nine, so I really don't know how he's a a star wide receiver. Um, but he's also 185, which even for five nine is. Not really. I mean, I guess for 5'9", that's pretty running back light, but I don't know. I don't know if ESPN has him listed wrong. I don't know anything about uh, UCLA at all. I don't know if it's my computer or what. But he uh, He's kind of like a scat back, you know, kind of like a No, yeah, he thing. is their leading. He has 33 carries. Jeez. He's their leading rusher. He's their leading receiver with only nine receptions. These are some army numbers here, but no fumbles and no interceptions, like we've said. But yeah, never, never intercepted. Pretty this dude stuff. has to be a star if he's five nine and a wide receiver. That is, that's pretty impressive. Even at the dumpster fire that is UCLA, you don't see very many star starting five nine wide receivers in a D one. I feel like it takes some real like effort to fail at UCLA, and Chip not utilizing him as much as he should is probably one of the reasons. Well, he's like the only person getting used utilized, apparently. <laughs> well, yeah, he's the only one actually resulting. They probably. I utilize... think he does kick returns too. Okay, well, man, yeah, that's that's a good point. But I know they utilized Dorian Thompson Robinson a lot, and he's, the guy's awful. He had two fumbles last last uh, game. Well, not last, but the first game against Cincinnati, just dropped the ball. Guy's well, that's terrible. their thing. They're just... Hold up. This guy has tackles, too. Well, that's probably... That's oh, so probably... the two times that their quarterback has thrown an interception, this dude's got the tackles both times. Oh, man. So this, many... is, this Dimitrik Felton is their entire team, so if we just lock him down, then we're good. Dimitrik Felton is just, like, keeping... He's just the glue keeping this... this absolute disaster together. he's just he's little he's a little uh, dutch boy running around the <laughs> dam trying to put his finger in all the leaks he's a little he's the little dutch boy with his finger in the dike except it's like a tsunami coming. <laughs> <laughs> this just... poor guy i feel bad he's out here literally putting the team on his on his back <laughs> we, we we need to someone needs to get dimitri felton to the transport tra- transfer portal like asap like, when you're a wide receiver and you're out here on the top five list of tackling on your team. <laughs> oh, man, that's bad. That is that is, that is com- comically bad. And, I mean, Chip Kelly, he just doesn't, he doesn't recruit. He just chooses not to. It's, <laughs> when you're at UCLA, they will come to you. I, I guess. It, Wasn't, did you see that viral tweet from a couple weeks ago? No. <laughs> talking about that? Oh, it was man. something about UCLA and like Southern California girls everywhere, or something like that. But it's uh, like they, they they have so many attractive women out in Southern California, and he's still losing. Yeah, yeah. that's I, it's like if you build it, they will come. But he just kind of decided not to build it. So, to, but he still has a philosophy that recruits are going to come because 
UCLA is kind of iconic-ish. I don't know. It, it, that 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 whole team is a disaster, and I don't it's expect very much unfortunate. I, I'm looking forward to seeing OU out there getting that win. I think it'll be fun to see OU. I, I hope we just go out there. Yeah, and that's. I actually will put out three keys to the game that aren't hydrate, but <laughs> distractions is one of them. And, you know, going out to LA, you know, I, I think this team is focused, but I mean, it's going to be a challenge. This isn't like going to Manhattan or Lubbock. I mean, LA is LA and it might get a little, might get a little tough to um, stay focused, but I think this team can do it. It's not a bowl trip. You know, we're not going to have guys stealing coats from Burlington Coat Factory, which is a thing that <laughs> happened in 2007. But yeah, I, I think I think OU will be focused on this one. I like the workmanlike attitude that our defense and uh, Jalen have put up. So hopefully, hopefully do that. But you know, staying focused is going to be good because. I think UCLA, if they do have a competitive bone in their collective organization, it's going to be trying to trying to win this game. And the Texans just lost on a game. <laughs> field goal. That's that's tough. Um, <laughs> anyways, yeah. yeah my my closing notes on this game are: it is unfortunate because when OU scheduled it, this was supposed to be a big marquee matchup getting college game day and, and all the, you know, attention. This was supposed to be, you know, hopefully a top 10 matchup when we scheduled it. So it is unfortunate that UCLA has dropped off the cliff there and kind of ruined um, that because the obviously that's everyone knows that's what OU has been doing for a long time. And you're seeing it more, and more now with other teams trying to schedule those big marquee matchups because of the way the college football playoff selection goes. OU's been very fortunate because uh, we've thankfully for a long time been one of the few teams that's very pro scheduling marquee matchups. So unfortunate that this one didn't pan out, uh, but our you know Nebraska one in, in a couple years is looking better and better. As the you know weeks go by, which is good. Well, not this well, week. Yeah, <laughs> not yeah, this week. Shout right. out to shout out to my Colorado Buffaloes uh, lifelong fan here. But uh, yeah. So, anyways, yeah, it, it, it's one of those things that's kind of weird seeing us getting roasted on Twitter for our scheduling. But when we scheduled this, well, one use it like you said, UCLA backed out, or uh, not UCLA, LSU backed out on us, and. Scheduled Texas, who's even at we the have top, yeah, we have LSU back too. on the schedule. It's just in like fifteen years. Yeah, they they backed out so we could do a t like to be determined thing, and it's it's whatever. But when we when we scheduled UCLA, um, I mean they're in the thick of the Rick Neuheisel era. They were doing good. Uh, I mean they, I I wouldn't say that they were a a bad team by any means. They they were going to be like fringe top 25 and the wheels fell off the bus. So I don't know how you can blame them for that, that they didn't get lucky and have, you know, it's hard to get a team like LSU or Alabama or whoever to commit to a home and home. And we got them in the future, but I mean, I don't think this is something you could rip OU. We tried. It's UCLA's fault more than anyone. So. Oh yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't know when this was scheduled exactly, but you, 
<laughs> like you, you can't blame us. You you cannot know years and years in advance what a school is going to be. You can just take your best shot and say <clears throat> this is a traditionally very strong, uh, very prestigious D1 program at a Power 5 conference. So let's go ahead and schedule. I mean, that's the best shot you can get when you look at, at our future non-conference schedule. Yeah, we have the South Dakota sprinkled in there, but Houston as well was supposed to be uh, a pretty decent matchup, which I guess it was this year, and, and you can't really say that it wasn't in 2016 since we lost. Yeah, and they might end up, hey, they might even end up panning out being pretty good, Houston, this year, uh, as we'll get into our weekend spread. And everything because we they actually make an appearance on it so that's that's pretty I, I think I think Houston I'm not really I'm not willing to give up on them yet yeah I think they have a bad defense but I think we'll look back at the schedule and see Houston as a yeah. quality win let's move on to um, we don't have a Cruden corner this week nothing really happened but uh, we do have a uh, I, I don't know I don't know what we'll call the section but I guess ties ties boots on the ground like a little info you know a little you, you, oh, you, you, oh yeah. I totally forgot. Both of these were about UCLA. Okay, so Ty, the on-scene reporter in yeah. uh, no longer thousand miles away. Now the on-scene reporter in Norman. So I went out of my way, still unpaid, I might add, to get interviews with players. Um, a receiver that has played in both games uh, this season for OU. Uh, when I asked him about this upcoming UCLA game, he said, you better watch, it's going to be good. Uh, which, no wow. surprises there. Uh, but, uh, in a, you know, that was in a conversation that we were having. So it's not, I wasn't like, hey, give me a sound bite. Um, yeah, you weren't digging for scoops. <laughs> no, well, I'm just, can... no, I am in, in a, a linebacker who will go unnamed. Um when I asked about the the improvement in the defensive play, um, so it comes down to they've been working really hard, uh, but they know they got to work harder and they're going to keep working harder. So expect to see great things on both sides of the ball. Well, I feel terrible. <laughs> our about potentially the- unethically sourced sound bites, but we didn't credit them to okay, anyone. Well, so. now, well, now I feel like, uh, now I feel stupid because both of those were just really like nice, calm sound bites that. Made made them look like really, really, you know, modest guys. So I feel cool. I don't know them that well yet, so well, they, I will continue gave, to talk gave, to yeah. They gave to them throughout the semester. Yeah, so and they, uh, we'll see. Because I had some good sound bites prior to Bobby and I having a podcast um, with uh, former OU running back Rodney Anderson uh, was my lab partner in a class one time, um, and I got some good interaction with him back before anyone knew who he was because uh, he had left high school early to come up to OU but oh man uh, <laughs> the 2014 edition of the schooner pod would have well, been I was something. 15 he was in, well, yeah, he was in high school 15. in 14 yeah true true well um, that would that, that that uh our freshman year if we if we had this pod running it would have been would have been some fun stuff yeah yeah I used to walk with him uh down the south oval at, at OU too he had african-american studies in, in dale and we were talking about it one day and i because i thought i was going to be taking that class um 
in in reference to just the class like it could have been any class i asked him what he had next and he's like african-american studies and i said do you really like that or are you just like taking that <laughs> a really weird look uh which we were we were decent friends uh yeah at the time so he gave me a really weird look and it didn't register for a second for me why he was giving me such a weird look um and i was like oh the, the class i mean the class like I have to take it next semester. We laughed it off. Uh, yeah, no, for yeah. sure. Yeah, you didn't no, mean it. No mighty, super but... spicy sound bites yet. Yeah, for sure. We'll work for on sure. it though. Yeah, no, I I actually had Rodney in a uh, Cherokee class, so we kind of had took a lot of classes. That yeah, that Rodney. That that Rodney. He he took he took classes. I the Schooner blog can confirm that he did in fact take composition one and some sort of. Cherokee class and also African American studies. Although personally, I did not see him in there. He just told me that he was going, and yeah. he enjoyed it. That's good. I'm I'm glad Rodney Anderson <laughs> enjoyed his African American studies class. He enjoyed all his studies. He's a astute he's a, fellow. He's a scholarly man. Either this is the best podcasting we've ever done or the worst. I cannot tell. I kind of think it's. <laughs> I'm thinking it's the best, but maybe I'm overly confident. <laughs> I don't know. I've been told uh, by uh, Katie that we need to do less inside jokes, so I'm trying to explain things more. Oh, yeah. No, we're, so, we're, we're just trying to... She said she gets confused every time she listens because it's just inside jokes. Well, that's okay. Well, that's... Yeah, anyways. This, uh, is just turning, this is turning more and more into a talk show every episode. Well, that's we're what just, happens when We're just we going to have... start having random people on. <laughs> That's what happens when we have South Dakota and UCLA back to back, and then we got a bye week. To, I don't, I don't know what that'll be like, but it's 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 a it's a tough go for for our for our runway. We're we start a little slow, so we gotta gotta chit chat it up a bit. So um, we could just let's just let's, let's jump let's, into the picks. Let's okay. I was Welcome back, to, listeners. Yeah. Yes, uh, let's let's invite know. let's invite the guy the 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 summertime just, lover guy. We're who just gonna. Me. Move on through our uh, terribly pre-planned ties talks with the players. It's not not planned. Okay, yeah, it wasn't planned. It was. <laughs> Anyways, that's yeah. that's all good. Let's <laughs> let's let's move on. We got we got a pretty solid like spread here for the picks. Kind of rough week for you, Ty. Uh, one and eight. Me and Blake both went seven and two in the weekend spread. I don't mean to get you I, heated okay. over there. I, I will say, I will say that I looked at it, and something like four of my losses were by a combined seven points. So I, I was just barely missing stuff. Like it was, it my my all or nothing thing uh, really could have gone either way. The Texas thing was really the hardest. Texas Tech covered by a half point. Yeah, that's that's tough. That's a tough one, but. You know, but I also had some terrible uh, takes. The, to be fair, I didn't put any effort into the Missouri-West Virginia pick, which is probably why that one went so terribly. Um, and then it's actually same for the, the Baylor one and the Bowling Green Kansas <laughs> State one. So every really, the, the, the thing is, is I relied too much on the Schooner Blog's own analysis of the Big 12 preseason, where we thought it was going to be trash. And the Big 12 has lost, what, one game, two games, now that Texas lost? Texas and uh, West Virginia, I guess, yeah. Oh, and Kansas, so three games. And Kansas, three. The Big yeah. 12 has only lost three games all year. Like, how was I supposed to predict that? If you go back and listen to our preseason Big 12 pod, uh, 
we thought that the Big 12 would have maybe two undefeated teams right now. Well, the the biggest miss has easily been Kansas State, I think. They they they've they've looked incredible. Skylar Thompson randomly has turned into a great quarterback. And apparently, uh, it seems like Bill Snyder was holding him back this entire Don't time. say that. <laughs> You're about to say, I was like, don't you say that Bill Snyder was the problem. I, I kind of think he might have been. Like, look at how good they've been. They've been blowing teams out. Like, so maybe relative ease. Mm, let's look at who they played. Look at what I, they beat Bowling Green by a ton, and, and it was. I mean, it was not even jo- not even joking. I was not aware that they had a football team. Bowling Green. Yeah, that's where Urban Meyer got his start, actually. Anyways, we're, is we're Urban off. Meyer playing in the NFL? <laughs> no, I got. I mean, okay, well, they did. I they've been a a, a decent to partially good Mac team for years. Okay. It, anyways, let's uh, let's finally get into picks. <laughs> You're just gonna name drop people that were not great players. Is this, <laughs> well, that's is, where they went. Is this the Chip Kelly of podcast? People are saying. Uh, <laughs> just no effort. No effort start, has gone into it. And start, we just think if we make a podcast, people listen. The, the first third was really good, and the second thirds have not been great. That's that, just like Chip Kelly's career. <laughs> You're currently in the UCLA section. You, you, you had just suffered through the Philadelphia Eagles one. Um. Anyways, where does right, it go from here? <laughs> only, only, only worse. Uh, okay, so let's try to write this ship. Here we go. Um, first game, Stanford UCF. Uh, so you know, Stanford just came off that pretty tough loss. USC. They are traveling to you know the what they call the bounce house. UCF is favored by seven. They are. Um, I mean, they're ranked. They're haven't haven't lost a regular season game. In a long time, I can't remember when, but you know. They're, they're, oh, a regular season game. A regular. Season. I thought you're making a, a joke season. about their two win wins. <laughs> yeah, no, no. They're, they're tied they're, for the longest this season. They are tied for the longest. Actually, uh, this has season. Florida played three times? Uh, has Florida? Th- nope, they only played twice. They had that. They had a bye week. They, we uh, week one was a bye week for them. So. Okay. Uh, yeah. So I mean, they are tied for the longest active win streak this season they are construction constructing the banner as we speak yeah <laughs> rank them number one you cowards <laughs> <laughs> so obviously the stanford team isn't very great I, I i don't really get that gist from them but this would be kind of a banner one for ucf uh do you think they can not only get the win but get the cover i at ucf i think i think they will i mean it's only seven yeah, I think they will. I, I've been very. Uh, I, I almost always go with. This is not true last week, but but almost as a rule, I almost always go with the blue blood. But it's not that I believe in UCF. It's just I don't believe in Stanford, and UCF is they're fanatic. So I I think that with a seven point. Um, line that i think it's ucf yeah I, I just, at home at ucf yeah. that's a big thing too because it, it is a long way to travel and ucf De- sells out all of their five thousand or whatever seats so 
Yeah, Stanford once uh, blamed a loss on t- uh, time zones, and it was only to Northwestern. So th- <laughs> this one, this one probably is a lot further. I mean, Palo Alto to Orlando—that's that's a pretty long distance if you look at if you look at the maps and stuff. So this is a pretty long road game for for Stanford to travel from the north from kind of the northern part of California all the way down to you know. Florida. So uh, these distinguished, you know, Stanford people are going to be af- having to deal with a lot of Florida men down here, uh, <laughs> and that that's going to be a problem for them, especially because UCF is known or should be known as one of the toughest places to play, uh, mainly because it was constructed with uh, aluminum, and the walls move. Like that's interesting. Despite the fact that it was built in 2008, it is uh, has severe structural deficiencies but nobody seems to care because it's florida was it designed um, okay I, i'm just gonna and i don't know this go is for it. like this is like partially a joke but it's also not but was it designed by engineers from ucf uh that's a good question because ucf had that bridge that they designed that collapsed literally the day after it was built Okay. Okay. So honestly, I like. I think I. I do think that people died in that event, but that's not good. This is a like. Is this a recurring issue with structural engineers from this school? Because we know it's not a great school. No, but, it's a commuter college, as 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 commuter as they come. But this is, this is a that's a bad look for, for, for UCF. That's that. That is a tough look. Um, but I'm, aren't I, they look, redoing their stadium though? Probably because it's falling apart. They they freak out because they have a relatively large endowment, but it's also just because they have so many people. It's like the University of Phoenix. Like everyone only makes like thirty k a year, but if you have like ten million people making thirty k a year and donating a hundred dollars, then you get an endowment the size. of harvard it's the university of uh throwing five darts at a board how's that for inside jokes katie (laughs) (laughs) there you go that's a recurring she might get that one because that's a recurring i'm just kidding she doesn't listen at all (laughs) i will reference you to timestamp uh 52 uh 36 of the uh big 12 preview uh quote from boaten blake so there you go can look it up if you want to. Did you just pull that timestamp? Just oh randomly? no, I totally made it up. Totally made it. Okay, up. <laughs> this is like a, who's the quarterback I made up that had you and Jameson buying? I don't remember, but it was great. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, yeah, UCF wins. Um, I, yeah, I, I, I think I, I think a seven point line is just too. Uh, it's it's too, it, that that is too good of a line. They're not, and not only that, team. but. UCF's going to freak out having a Power 5 team in there. They're not going to be like, well, you know, Stanford isn't as good as they've been in the past. Oh, yeah, past. this is, this is yeah. the biggest game of their season. And oh, yeah. I don't think Stanford's going to look at it the same. No, for sure. I mean, they're, they're, all you have to see is that, you know, big red S on the white helmet, and you know, like, okay, it's Stanford. Let's flip out, have a good time. So, yeah, UCF minus seven. Let's move on to um, another game that definitely we probably won't have a lot to talk about because they're not interesting. Um, especially because they have two boring coaches. Uh, Washington State and Houston. <laughs> Dana, the, the, I mean, I, I, I tell you, Dana Holgerson and Mike Leach, what's what's interesting about that? 
listeners, I will say that we we did pull two Big 12 games off of the slate to add these two, and I really think that we're doing you guys a service because these are far more interesting than Texas Rice and Kansas against someone else. But uh, do you know the line on this one? Kansas Boston College. Uh, it's Washington State favored by eight and a half. That game is being played in NRG Stadium, so pretty much a home game for Houston. Fun fact: NRG Stadium is also hosting the Dallas uh, or Dallas the Texas uh, Rice game right after. So, mm. oh boy, this one's rougher for me just because of the location. It's a home game. Like I, I went to that one in 2016. It was, it was all Houston for the most part. There's no way Washington State traveled that much. No. Um, so I don't, I don't know. I, I, this is a tough one because I think it really is going to show. I think what type of team Houston is. I, I, I don't think Washington State is going to have any issues moving the ball against that Houston defense for sure. But I haven't seen their. I don't know who their quarterback is after Gardner Minshew. Uh, current starting quarterback for the Jacksonville Jaguars uh, left, and I know De'Aaron King. I know he's good. I I know when we saw him, it, like do actual good things at the OU game. It was in the third quarter. The game was over. But I, I think Houston gets a much um, much better run here and probably takes the cover. But this is this is a tough one. I would stay away from this. I'm not going to put money on it. Actually, that's yeah, probably I a lie. This, I thought this was out. at Washington State, so it was a bit more of a lock for me. I'm still leaning Washington State. I thought this was in Washington, which was pretty much a, a guaranteed lock at that eight and a half for me. Um, but I don't know. In Texas, I'm still leaning Washington State. I will. Uh, I'm actually going to dive into this one a little bit, give it some due diligence for the for the weekend spread, but. I'll just throw Washington State out there right now for this. Yeah, for sure. So check check that article out on Friday. It'll be very good. Um, yeah, so let's dive into some Big 12 action. This one's interesting, and uh, I don't really know how to feel about it. Texas Tech at Arizona. Tech is actually favored by two and a half. Uh, Arizona got off to a rough start, losing on Island, and Texas Tech has looked hot. So uh, don't really know how to feel about this two, one. Did you say two and a half? Yeah, Texas Tech is favored by two and a half points. Well, I sure learned my lesson about Tech, so I know who I'm going with here. Texas Tech, I guess? I'm going with Tech. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I I think, look, Tech has this thing where they constantly keep barely covering, so I'm going to go Tech by a field goal. Uh, Yeah, yeah, you never never bet against the trend. I learned that from a friend of ours that was a degenerate (laughs) gambler. Like at the casino. Yeah, for sure. Not only, not only don't bet against the trend, but don't side with Kevin Sumlin. Uh, so I'm not going to do... <laughs> he, I, I, the so, worst, especially when he has a talented quarterback. There, Kevin Sumlin is going to is probably going to find a way to lose this game. So give me Texas Tech by a field goal. It'll be close. Um, alrighty, let's move on to some more Big 12 games. In case you have any more... Unless you have any more thoughts on that, I think there's no. I mean, I mean, we'll dive into these a lot more on the weekend spread. Yeah, for sure. Blake has to feel insulted by this line. Uh, TCU traveling to Purdue. Uh, this game was brought up after uh, TCU and Ohio State swapped out their home and home for a neutral site game. So uh, instead of playing at the at uh, at the horseshoe, they're playing at Ross Aid Stadium. 
in in beautiful West Lafayette. So that's a bummer. But Purdue's favored by two. That's that's a slap in the face to the uh, to the frogs. Yeah, I don't. So TCU playing at allegedly allegedly whatever you just said against Purdue Vandy Wake Forest. Everyone knows they're the same place. That is not real. Um, but they, you know, the miracles have been known to happen uh, at Purdue Vandy Wake Forest. Uh, for example, when they beat Ohio State at, again, wherever this location is, that these fake schools that uh, personally I think they're they're laundering money uh, for some greater, you know, conspiracy. But let's not dive into that. But they're not real places. For sure. Um, and that is a big slap in the face to to Boat and Blake's TCU um, tree frogs, whatever they are. Uh, to put a an imaginary place in front of uh, probably the worst party school that's not a service academy, uh, TCU. So, yeah, I'm going TCU to cover. That's not going to change on the weekend. Honestly, the weekend spread is just going to be more, uh, you know, tremendous insight to the readers as to the truth behind Purdue Vandy Wake Forest. Uh, stay tuned for that. Um, but yeah. Yeah, no, I, I'm strolling over to my bookmaker ASAP and putting uh, my entire life savings on, TC, or on TCU plus two. <laughs> it, it, look, they're going to kick the crap out of Purdue. I am not impressed. I, I know TCU is still trying to figure out their quarterback situation. I know they're not set, but Purdue is not good. They're not good at all. Give me give me the frogs big here. Um, at, at least, look, Moneyline TCU, that, that's... That's that's a lock right there, guys. That's a lock. That's free money. Take it. Um, <laughs> there's no way that's going to backfire and uh, hurt TCU. I also say that. Um, it, so, it, it, it is a lock because either we're right and TCU covers or <laughs> TCU just gets embarrassed and we get to roast Blake about it. So... So really, we can't lose, is what we're saying. Yeah, it's it's like my strategy for always betting for OU not to cover. Exactly. Emotional hedging. Yeah. But it really, this is less of a hedge, more of a, a gentle uh, trampoline to bounce us back up if we fall. So <laughs> trampoline at the bottom of the cliff. Exactly. Exactly. Um, moving on. So next we got the college game day matchup. Iowa at Iowa State. The Hawkeyes I'm pissed are about that. Why are you mad about pissed. that? I'm pissed about this because Washington State and Washington State fans drug Old Crimson around for 15 years. It literally took it to like almost 250 locations and had way better matchups than this. And Iowa State fans take one goddamn banner. That says College Ames Day, and ESPN's like, "All right, we'll go to Washington, or we'll go to Iowa State now." That that is ridiculous. They like these people. I know that I know you think they're nice people, but they took one banner and they have a number nineteen versus unranked matchup, and game day is like, "Oh yeah, we'll take that." The Washington State worked for fifteen years. There needs to be an established precedent here of if you're not contending for the playoffs. It's not a top ten matchup. 
you better be putting in decades of work to get game day on your campus. And that just didn't happen. But like this is this is like the college admittance scandal for college game day. Yeah. Somebody should go to jail. And I think it should be that fucking coward Matt Campbell. <laughs> it's Matt Campbell, Lori Laughlin. I mean, Matt Campbell. Point to yes. He paid them off. hundred percent guaranteed. <laughs> and you know who it was? It was it was that coward Herb Street. <laughs> Herb Street and uh, Campbell he, he are paid in him off. Probably through Sam Ellinger, and I, I, I will tell you, I will tell you guys right now, Purdue Vandy Wake Forest is tied to all of this. Stay tuned for the weekend spread. We're gonna Look, dive deeper. Let's 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 take this even deeper. I think Matt Campbell paid off Dino Babers to intentionally lose to Maryland. So because game I don't day, even know. I, I don't was... even know. I don't even know who the fuck Dino Babers <laughs> is. And I will tell you right now that what Bobby just said is true. Yeah. No. He, the Syracuse head coach, uh, because all week they're like, "We're go- ooh, I don't know." Syracuse looks like our good spot, and then they got absolutely killed by Maryland. Uh, that is, the, but that is uh, like listeners. I'm I'm whispering now because the government is in on this too. Like, Dino Babers is not a real fucking name. Wake up, wake up, people. <laughs> w- wake up, sheeple. <laughs> okay, this is the best podcasting we've ever done. This actually is. I love this. <laughs> If you if you do not ride with the UCLA podcast, you can promptly Scooter unfollow. Sign up for the Alex Jones of Sports podcast right now. <laughs> we, we 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 need a we need a segment of conspiracies conspiracy <laughs> conspiracy time. I honestly, if we started it and got like five views, my bleach would come on. If we just ooh, what if we just let's just do a podcast called College Football Conspiracies? We just look into it. That's a good bye week idea. That's I. That's that's our podcast next week. It's just all of this. So unsubscribe if you don't like that. Just kidding. Keep subscribing and forget about us in your iTunes if you don't like that. And also rate us five stars. Anyways, let's get to the actual picking. So obviously that counts. What is with these two point spreads? It's you know it's it's a wonder of actually playing good games. The Big Twelve across the board has some interesting games to pick. So it, it, I, it's shocking to not see double-digit, you know, twenty-two point spreads across the board. I know it's it's weird. I, I'm happy about it. I'm so I happy. cannot pick those games at all. I, I'm so happy about it. But here's the real thing: uh, Do you think? Look, Iowa State horrible week one. Uh, do you think they can rebound and actually beat Iowa for once and take home the worst trophy in college sports? I don't know. I mean. I this is really the finals matchup for the state of Iowa, <laughs> which is a lot more competitive than we thought it would be in the semifinals uh, week one. But <laughs> I don't know. Um, I'll go ahead and say Iowa's it right been now. perennial, perennially uh, pretty decent. I know that a lot of people have talked about them winning their segment of the Big Ten. I know it used to be like Legends or something like that. I don't know what it is now. This one's rougher for me because I don't really know anything about it. I'll go... I'm going to go Iowa right now because they're ranked, but I need to dive into this one more because I really don't know about either of these teams. Yeah, and honestly, let me let me put it this way. A lot of people think that Ames is very spooky at night, and while it is, Iowa, Iowa State fans... Are going to be primed for this moment because they are going to be so hopped up on grain alcohol, chili, 
uh, Hawkeye Vodka, which is probably not Hawkeye Vodka because, you know, it says Hawkeye in it. But they are going to be so hopped up on chili beer, Natty Light, uh, sorry, Bush Light. Had to get your terrible beer right, Iowa State. I'm sorry. But they're going to be so fired up that – but also the game's at three, so they won't have hit that wall yet. Give me Iowa State to take take the win – I, I, I think they'll be just good enough to win this one because Iowa State typically makes no sense. I think they get this win somehow, but it's a close game. I would probably stay away from it. Let's 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 move this train up rolling because it's it's been a little slow. Need to close this week out. <laughs> <laughs> this is a ridiculous line. Uh, this makes absolutely no sense to me. Oklahoma State going to Tulsa. The Cowboys are only favored by 14 and a half. Um, this is another throw every 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 bit of your money at it uh, game for me yeah. because I mean come on OSU what do they need to do to prove themselves I get that they played late I get that they played late against Oregon State and against McNeese State wherever that is but this offense is so good that I cannot see them not winning by at least three I, touchdowns. <clears throat> well, also it's Tulsa, so like there's the proud tradition of. OU and OSU just constantly just putting beatdowns on Tulsa so there's no, like, state of Florida situation where you have a mediocre team playing a garbage schedule claiming that they're the best in the state. So I'm glad that we have, you know, a smaller state and and OU and OSU continually schedule Tulsa so we can just stomp on them. Um, But, yeah, OSU here, this is a, a home game for OSU. You know, OSU's Super close to Tulsa, a lot of a lot of Tulsa people there. So yeah, I'm going OSU. This is probably yeah. gonna stay the same on the weekend spread as well. Yeah, OSU covers fourteen and a half. They win uh, this edition of what is a legitimate rivalry between the two called the Turnpike Classic, um, which is really funny because it's actually closer than OU OS than actual Bedlam is. So uh, looking for well, I mean, to- Oklahoma State's not rival of OU's. But well, they're, they're not. I mean, according to them, but, you know, that, that's all propaganda. Oh, wait, uh, they say that they're not our rival? No, they say that they are our rival. Well, yeah. Uh, it's, it's, it's They've strong. only won it, like, 18 times, so they don't get yeah, to say. It's, it's, it's pretty bad. I, uh, anyways, let's move on. NC State at West Virginia. Uh, the, <laughs> the Wolfpack are favored by seven. West Virginia is as bad as we thought they were. Austin Kendall... Man, um, let's just, I'm just happy we have Jalen Hurts, man. I gotta say, Austin, Austin Kendall is proof. Austin Kendall is the epitome of living proof that maybe Lincoln Riley isn't that great with quarterbacks. <laughs> oh man, it, it, it's own. We we, so we do imagine, not do well with homegrown. Uh, here, here's the thing: is imagine being a D1 level quarterback at that level and getting years of coaching by a quarterback who or by a coach who literally has not not won the Heisman with his starting quarterback and then turning out that fucking terrible. That's yeah. my th- <laughs> I just keep cussing. You're going to have to believe him. But oh boy. <laughs> Austin Kendall is garbage. Let let's go through his highlights at OU. So, he um called out Ohio State and called him a basic offense or a basic defense on TV. And he dropped a ball uh, on the final snap of the game that would have led to what looked what could only have been the coolest trick play drawn up by Lincoln Riley ever. 
uh, completely dropped it, and we had to just throw a stupid pass to Kyler, and it ruined that incredible formation. And then he, um, yeah, and then he left for West Virginia and kind of cried about it. So, yeah, no, dude sucks. Give me West or give me uh, NC State big here. I don't understand why they're favored by just seven. That's that's just that's a brand name thing. I, I don't even know yeah, NC State's same, any good. Same, it's um, it's residuals. I think from. West yeah. Virginia last year with Nash Greer's brother and uh, Dana. Definitely. So let's let's move on to uh, this is an interesting game. This is this, this has gotten this a lot more interesting. This, this is, is the a game good right one. here. Have we mentioned that this is a good one? This is also the game. This uh, is the most interesting one this week. It's Kansas State at Mississippi State. Uh, if you would have told me at the beginning of this year that uh, this would actually be good, I'd have called you an absolute liar. I actually have interest in this now. Um, I do too. They're both undefeated. Yeah. Mississippi State has an eight and a half point favorite. It is in Stark Vegas, which is important because they always sell out and K-State is not a team known for traveling. And I especially would not expect them to travel well to to Mississippi no, they, State. They, they I don't travel, know where Manhattan they travel is. a little bit. It's it's it, Manhattan's just you know more central, but on the same wit, like length as uh, Lawrence and Kansas City. It's just a little more central. It's probably about seven or eight hours from Starkville then. Yeah, but uh, Kansas State they have a good fan base. I think, especially after those first two games, I don't know. If, that's enough time for them to plan a trip to Starkville or not, but I, I think Kansas State makes a trip. You know, I think they could. I think they make a really good effort here, and I would. If the line was a little higher, I'd feel better about this. But I, you know, I'm gonna roll with Kansas State here. I think, I really think they're up to this challenge, and I really think more than anything that their head coach is perfect for this type of games. He, this was a specialty at North Dakota State is upsetting teams that you think should just roll over them, and then they just kind of do it. And, you know, he, he's done a great job so far, so I have no reason not to pick Kansas State to cover uh, and maybe even get out, get the outright win. So give me K-State here. It's 11 a.m., so, you know, Mississippi State won't be fired up or anything. It won't be too much of a intense atmosphere. Uh, they're also on probation, so that's not fun. Um, so give me the Wildcats. This one's tough for me. I, I think Mississippi State gets the win. Um, but that, that line is just maybe a little too high for me. Uh, I'm still going to go Mississippi State. Uh, who knows what the weekend spread is going to say. But I'm going to go Mississippi State right now just to be a little different. Um, but, uh, yeah, home yeah. team for me. It's a tough call. So, All right, last game. Of the week. I know some of you are probably thrilled about that. Uh, and the rest of you, I'm sorry that we have to leave you. But we have to we have to finish this podcast. Uh, so, OU at UCLA, Pasadena, California, Rose Bowl. We talked about it. Uh, once again, do not blame UCLA for... Or do not blame OU for UCLA being awful. Um, but we have to play this game anyway. And... If you want OU to cover, we have to win by uh, 22 and a half points. So, uh, I guess the real question is, do you think OU covers 22 and a half? I think so. Yeah. I think so. I think e- even with a winless UCLA, 
we stay on the gas a little bit longer because they have the talent. They have a bigger name coach. I would expect to see a performance similar to Houston um, where we keep the starters in. And, and can, I, I would not expect UCLA to kind of go on a little streak there in the third quarter like Houston did. But um, I would expect us to stay on the gas a little bit more, and I would expect this to be, even if we're up by three or four, uh, I would not expect to see, maybe see Mordecai, but I would not expect to see uh, some of the smaller names. Yeah, I think this is going to get ugly and get ugly quick because if you think about it, UCLA could be a recruiting rival if when, when Chip Kelly win, when Chip Kelly gets fired or quits and someone else brings in there, why not go into a recruiting ground like Southern California and then salt the earth for a thousand years with an absolute drubbing of UCLA in the Rose Bowl? I think that's what that could happen. I think OU is going to absolutely roll over the Bruins. Um, I was going to pick OU to cover even if it was, if it was at 17, if it was at 22.5. OU has got this one. I think OU makes a big show on Fox, uh, national TV. Uh, look, this is, it's going to be OU big, so give me the Sooners to cover. So There you have it, folks. That's, uh, that's our week three edition of the Schooner Pod. Thank you so much for yep. listening, if you've made it this far. Uh, it's, been a, it's been a good one. So, yep, thank you for listening. And uh, yeah, well, just, well, if you know anyone that says they went to Purdue, Vandy, or Wake Forest, literally block them on all forms of social media. They are watching you somehow. Dino Babers is connected. Sam Ellinger, that coward Matt Campbell, they're all connected. I don't know how it's connected, but I will, I will explain how it's connected because I know we have people that know these things. We have analysts here at the Schooner Blog. It's just... I'm warning you now, if if you are in a home with someone that says they went to Purdue, Vandy, Wake Forest, they're with the government. Confirm. They're they're putting stuff in the water and making people Tennessee fans. <laughs> that's the only that's the only way to explain how there's so many Tennessee they, fans. They burned down the Brownwater Navy and they made up that fake story about that Tennessee shirt and like the Florida kid or some <laughs> some shit like that. That's all made up. If you clicked on that story, if you clicked on that link, they're tracking your phone right now. I don't know what their end game is, but that coward Matt Gamble's in on it. I don't know. It, it, anyways, <laughs> conspiracy theory pod may be coming soon. Anyways, thank you guys so much for listening. We always appreciate it. Please hit us back with all of your feedback. Um, this, is, this has been a fun one. So, um, you know, once the games start getting better and we don't have to talk about Chip Kelly or – uh, South Dakota, it's gonna we're it's, we're gonna tighten up a bit, but for now we're just gonna have some fun with it. We want to have some fun with all of this, so make sure to hit us up on Twitter, Instagram. Me and me and Ty, well, not me, I've been putting out some stuff. Ty's been putting out some hot memes, so make sure to check out Insta Schooner on Instagram, um, and then us on Twitter at uh, at Schooner Blog for all of your articles and podcast and just random stuff we put out um for all those updates but if you want your schooner pod delivered right to your uh your, your phone or wherever you listen to your podcast you gotta subscribe to us apple Podcasts, spotify stitcher wherever you like listening make sure to do that you know so we can get right in your little inbox you know it's good stuff so make sure to do that hit us up with those five star reviews on apple Podcasts. we love them uh, 
leave your comments. If you have any conspiracies, any tips for us, let us know. We need to we need to know about these things. You're 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 eyes and ears out there. We're, we're sure. piecing together the puzzle. We have a lot of the pieces. You guys have some of the pieces. Give us the pieces. We'll build it. Exactly. We will handle it. We 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 are we're the resistance of of Purdue. The the true power brokers in college football. Purdue Vanderbilt and. Uh, Purdue Vanderbilt and Wake Forest, you know, we have to stop them. They're they're not they're, the, they're not separate things. They're they're one thing. It's a facade. Yeah, that's yeah, that's true. That, that, we know this. Listen, listen to us here. That we have we have a doctor sort of, we have a, a lawyer sort of, uh, on on the podcast. Um, we have someone that lives in Oklahoma City. Uh, L- lawyer pirate. We have me. Yeah, I'm the I'm the puzzle builder. Yeah, you're the, yeah, you're, you're the, you string it together. Uh, let's end the pod. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for listening again. Um, this has been the Schooner Pod. I don't know why I'm talking in this cadence. But thanks for listening, everyone. Though. Yeah, thanks for listening. We will see you next week where we discuss whatever happened in LA and any leads we have on anything. So, um, thank you so much for listening, and we will see you next week. Boomer Sanooner. Uh, Boomer, 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 sooner, boomer sooner. Bye.